and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is 2021. TV My Husband Hates is back from holiday, and this is is the reunion Minnesota for Real Housewives of Potomac. Reagan, I've missed you. How are you? I've missed you too. It's 2021, which has actually started worse than 2020. <laughs> I know, 2021 <laughs> sucks donkey balls. It was like, I mean, I, I, I feel like I brought this on myself because I'm sure I've done that thing where it's like midnight, ding dong, New Year's Eve. And instead of like, happy new year, it's like round two. <laughs> Fight! I could not have been more right and I've never wanted to be more wrong. But we are here in the UK back in full-blown military-style lockdown. Oh, that sucks. Schools are closed, so I'm homeschooling again. Oh, man. Um, It's dark times. Apart from, thank God for the Peloton. I'm looking over my shoulder just to make sure Jimmy doesn't hear me being so smug. Obviously, he edits it, so he's going to hear it anyway. Right. But... Everybody, I think, is now in agreement that buying that Peloton was the smartest thing I could possibly have done. Hell yes, especially because you guys are on lockdown until March, correct? And you can't even, think, like, no parks, no nothing. Uh, so I think park, we can be out for an hour a day to exercise. Okay. <clears throat> um, but in essentially... But yeah, it's freezing. And yeah. it's not like Colorado dry cold. It's like fucking wet smudgy miserableness so we've got the peloton we're exercising the kids are doing their schoolwork i I feel like we're almost a year on so they're almost a year older than the last time that we were homeschooling them so it is definitely a different experience for sure of course we're now homeschooling Bo, who we didn't have to homeschool before because she wasn't in school right she is so you know it's fine we're just gonna fucking get on with it Team Sims is thriving within lockdown. No, we're surviving. We're surviving. (laughs) We're not thriving, but we are surviving. You guys will do well. Yeah, I know. How are you guys doing over there? Yeah, we're all right. I mean, we still don't have our house. COVID has um, tied up a lot of things as far as like windows and basic bits for your house. So yeah, we're still in the basement. But you know what? Like everything is still open. So I can be in the basement and my kids can still be at school and we're okay with that. So there's not a lot to complain about here. Plus, even though it's winter in Colorado, there's always sun. And for me, that's a huge difference. So, And how are you after taking a break? This is the first time we've taken a break in over a year on Real ha- on um, What is it that we do? What do we call the show? Yeah, our, TV our, My Husband um, Hates. TV My Husband this. Hates podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm going to be real with you. This is the first time I've had a vacation since starting my own business. So that's been three years that I've worked through a lot of stuff. Um, It was fucking glorious. I really enjoyed having two weeks off. We did a lot of fun stuff as a family. We reconnected as a family. I also found it really nice to go back to being able to watch reality TV just like while I was doing stuff. I got a lot of stuff done. Me too. I got loads of stuff done. It was so nice. But also, we didn't actually have as much. We didn't actually have as many shows. Like it was a good time for us to take a break because Southern Charm went off for two weeks. Various bits and pieces didn't happen. So worked out pretty well in the end. Well, however, Dallas premiered, so we didn't get to talk about the 
premiere of the Real Housewives of Dallas, and it didn't come on this week, so it's not in our show. So yeah. we'll talk about all that next week. But um, we'll figure all that stuff out. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, listen, we're all here. We're all good. We're still alive. Right. I'm, and you know what? I'm actually finding the whole homeschooling lockdown thing far less troublesome than I thought I would. But then I am also far more heavily You're medicated than I was last time as well. well you know, I'm back on the yeah. I'm back on the happy pill. So that probably helps. Nice. But, well um, and you guys are old pros now at homeschooling because we've already done it. Like this is stuff that we've already done. We yeah, can do this, this is, again. This is not new. Just gotta find some way to keep the kids fucking moving. That's the problem. Yeah. It's so cold they don't want to go outside. For sure. Can you put your trampoline in your front room? No, our is trampoline's like yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's not like a little stand. It's not American no, it's like, huge. It's UK huge. It's not like the well, big ones like, we have in America. No, it's like eight feet. Yeah, yeah. But our living room's like 12 feet by right. six, eight feet. So it's not yeah. going to work. That's but it's fine. Way. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. We'll just get through <laughs> it. Um, just put so them on like those dog leashes in the middle of the room and just make them chase each other. Yeah, well, even better, put them on like, chain them to a like a pole in the garden and just make them yeah. run around a hundred times. I'm going to tell this story really quickly. That is exactly what my grandmother used to do to my mother and my uncle. When they lived in New York, they lived in Long Island when um, they were both in primary school and she was pregnant with like my other uncle. She put a stick in the yard and clocked up like the kids had to wear little vests. She just locked on their vest, had the windows open and that way they could just play in the yard and not get in the street. True story. My mom did that. That is the best thing I have ever heard in my life. So there's life. precedent set. So feel free to do whatever you need. But also like taking that one step further, you could take that with you. Like you could go to the park and just like For sure. push that puppy in, clip them on <laughs> and crack a beer open. Yeah. Hang They're on. Fine. They're not going anywhere. I mean, it's a little bit like tying a dog to a lamppost though, isn't it? It 100% is, uh, just with like further slack. And, you know, yeah. the dog could yell back at you in words that you would understand, but. Yeah. Or yell yeah. at others, help us, we have been locked to this stick. <laughs> <laughs> right then, let's get on with what we came here for. Because, yes, the um, Real Housewives is... of Potomac reunion, which was fucking amazing. It was fire and it was long. I mean, it's three episodes and the last episode, well, the last episode for me was 64 minutes long because I didn't have adverts, but it was a 90 minute long thing if you watched it in real time. That's a long reunion for a three It was, but you know what? I felt like it was the reunion that went by the quickest, like because they were discussing real stuff. Like I feel, I really like this reunion because I feel like it got into a lot of like the stuff that happened there was like actual answers in this reunion rather than just a bunch of like politically we're all fine ending. Yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. I think it's, but I think that's been indicative of Potomac throughout the season. I feel like it's been a show with real issues and yes, they are crazy batshit reality TV issues, yeah. but they have been real and it's been real drama. It doesn't feel like it was um, created Baked. for the show because yeah. it's their job. It felt like it was real. So, um, before we start, let's talk about the newest housewife, the first Nigerian housewife in any franchise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wendy. I, I really like Wendy. I mean, I think as far as first seasons go, like she had a bit of a rough go in the very beginning of it, but I actually felt she transitioned faster and more smoother than any other first-year housewives on other franchises. I'm going to put that out there. 
Yeah, I'd agree. I think that at first I wasn't sure how to handle, like, I I really liked her, but then yeah. the way that she treated Ashley at that dinner right at the beginning of the season right. made me think, that's what the fuck? weird. But then right. I was like, she's got a three-month-old and she was in the NICU and, you know, maybe she's just a bit batshit crazy. And also she's had to defend herself and her education and her position and her place at the table every goddamn day of her life. And so I guess she's just so used to it that... He- yeah. Who can blame her for being a bit fucking defensive? Um, But what I like about it is that I think that obviously she brought a slight sophistication to the show that hadn't previously existed. And I feel like it couldn't have been better timed. I totally agree. I also feel like there's just something inherently like... I feel like she connected... Like she took the time to connect with all the other girls... Whereas I feel like other housewives on their first year haven't really done that. Like she's really gotten in there and been part of it and not held back and call, you know, call things out that she sees happening. And I don't know. I I, I really like her for that. Me too. And she's very, um, you know, she uh, going back to what you said about her having a really strong first season, I feel like she had the confidence to not bend but to stay true to what she believed and what she thought and I really admired that as well because that can't be easy it must be an intimidating situation to be walking into but she came in and she did it and um you know and they gave a little bit of themselves away with the whole chat about Eddie's family and Mm. and her mum being a bit uh overbearing shall we say yeah um yeah, I liked her a lot, and I, I hope she's back. I don't know if she will be, but um, you never know. I feel like she will be. I don't feel like, because, I mean, especially if she's transitioning more to a more correspondent role, hopefully she'll she'll still be on next season. Um, I hope I'm so. I'm here I just, for more of her. Me too. I just hope that the whole situation with Monique didn't put her off, because I think that left a really bad taste in her mouth. I think yeah. she's very desperate not to be associated with it in any way, and I wonder if that would mean that she perhaps chose not to yeah but we'll see who knows who knows yeah i haven't heard anything about her leaving thus far so so far me neither we're good um so then we start to get into and in fact one of the things that wendy's been really impressive with is kind of calling these women out because I think she fight, she feels sometimes that they perhaps need to do more um, as black women to kind of step up and defend and protect and promote. And I think she comes at Ashley with some criticism uh, for the way that Ashley talks to and about the other women, doesn't she? She does. And I think she makes a really good point because I feel like Ashley kept using the word aggressive. And Wendy brought up something about kind of how the darker you are, the you get more of those kind of comments about what you say. And I think it's really interesting because Ashley is very light, like light skin color that maybe these are just things she doesn't know or hasn't experienced herself. Um, But I think Ashley, Ashley's been really weird for me this season. I loved her like up until this reunion and, or until like the last few episodes in the reunion, I feel like Ashley had like a spark and now it's like, done yeah i agree ever since she sided with monique and wrote the statement for monique the whole thing just went down for me and i felt like she was one of the ones at the beginning was very willing to take a bird's eye view to take a step back to not be so reactive and to forgive but it turned out that that forgiveness with 
Candice hadn't really happened and the first chance she got to stab her in the back, she took it. And that, yeah. from that moment on, and then of course the whole thing with Michael and her just constant defense of this man that is completely indefensible at every fucking step and turn of the way. I just have to get to a point where I'm like, Ashley, I'm done, babe. Like, no. you get it? You do you, but I cannot sit here and defend you anymore. For sure. The minute I kind of, I, I agree with you. Like that point of when she sided with Monique and wrote that statement against Candace, like that for me was a very defining, like, I think like our relationship is over. Then it was like even more so when she really backtracked and like didn't hold Michael to the post-up conversation. And it's just like, well, fuck. Like, then and what is going to change? she is pregnant again. Like, yeah, nothing's you know, going to change. And got pregnant on a vacation that they went to like a day after that fucking spectacle that he did at Robin's party. It's like, come the fuck on. Like this man yeah. will never change. You will never hold him accountable. So quite frankly, I cannot, I can't trust anything you're going to say because Band-Aid you don't stand babies. behind it. Band-Aid babies never work. And this is what she's doing. She's holding on to him with another baby because he's not going to leave her while she's pregnant. Uh, and he's probably not going to leave her in the first year. So she knows she's good for another couple of years. But it's Ugh. it's really... And she is... She does use that word aggressive a lot. And it is a really uh, loaded word. And they said, you know, well, what other words can you use? And Wendy was like, literally any other word. It's not right. about not saying that somebody is angry or that somebody is coming for you. It's the actual use of that word aggressive within the context of black history and black and all of and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and that Ashley doesn't get that and isn't aware of that as a black woman. Yeah. You know, it's, it's disappointing. Just, it's it exactly that. I think that's my overriding feeling with Ashley is just ultimate disappointment at the end yeah. of the season. I was so excited for where she was going at the beginning of the season. Like the strong yeah. woman being very open about her struggles, mending fences with Candace. And then it just fucking all, all regressed towards the end. Yeah. And I just don't have time for that. Me neither. Personally. And I couldn't agree more. I love how we agree most of the time. Very rare it's that nice. we don't agree, isn't it? It is. It is very rare. Um, Talking of um, relationships slash marriages that are under scrutiny, uh, Giselle and Jamal. Giselle and Jamal. Wow. I mean, this is the first time, this discussion with Giselle and, about Giselle and Jamal is the first time that Monique gets to uh, brandish her receipts book. Now, let's just talk about that. You know what? I'm going to agree with Candace that that book is a thirst trap. Like, you've got to be kidding me. I don't know how a woman with jobs and three children has the time to make a <laughs> color-coded binder full of receipts. Like, I understand she felt attacked, so she came prepared. I get that. But, like... I was torn. And you'll understand why yeah. when I tell you, because you know me so well. Like I was in admiration because the way it was all organized and color coded oh, and a in thing a bind. I mean, it really was. It gave me like, like girl boner. Yeah. That aside, it's absolutely batshit crazy that she turned up with a binder that size. And and also, it felt like that was the only time it came out. And so I I sort of wondered. Actually, was there anything how many in there? Receipts did she have in there? Like maybe this was just a load of fucking blank paper with those particular texts. <laughs> it's you all know, show. It's, it's but this is the thing with Monique. It's all fucking 
bluster. It's full yeah. fucking fart and no poo with her. Exactly. That is the reality. And she, everybody has seen through that now and she is desperately, the fucking curtain's been drawn and she's desperately trying to pull it back again and it's not happening and we're not letting her and nobody even gives a shit and it, fuck, it it's too much for her. Well, and can we all be fucking honest? All the shit with the ladies that happened towards Monique did not happen until she fucking put her hands on somebody else. That's the only fucking issue that Monique had this entire season. The girls we did are not going talk shit. Nothing happened before she decided to assault somebody. We are going to talk about that in a huge amount of detail. Yeah. And, and, but let's just touch on Giselle and Jamal before we move yeah, on. Because sorry. this is... Getting all fired up. In my, I hear you. I hear you. In my heart of hearts, I want Giselle and Jamal to work out what did you think of the receipts that Monique brought regarding Jamal? Do you think he is shady? Do you think Giselle can be safe in the knowledge that she, he's changed and he's different? I, I think it would be really hard to be Giselle. I think it would be really hard to say that 100% I think this man has changed with his past. Because, you know, I'm going to be honest. I kind of believe that there is a lady out there that had his baby. Like, he went to YouTube. I put the clip up in our group of the video that he made after all this came out. Like, he's so anti-wanting to be on that show. But I just feel like, I don't know. Knowing the power dynamic of churches, I can 100% see that, like, he can easily get kind of whatever woman that he wants. And there are girls that are going to sleep with him regardless of if he's with somebody else or not. Um, And and he will take advantage of it. Because I do believe... He is that dude. I I wish he could get it together for them, but I think he's kind of already shown Giselle who he is and she needs to pay attention to that. I agree. And I think, um, I think like you say, she's, she's always going to be in this position where she knows he's capable of that. Even if he never, ever cheats again. Right. It's just always there in the back of your mind. And I just think, how is that? A, a healthy risk to take when you've got three kids it, yeah. stuck in the middle. Well, and my question is also the distance. Like if you never live in the same city, how are you ever going to be, how are you ever going to trust? I mean, I know relationships have to be able, you have to be able to be apart sometimes, but I feel like with their history, if they don't, I think if they lived in the same spot and they dated and they really like gave it a real go, I think maybe that could assuage some of that doubt, but that's not going to happen. She doesn't want to leave Potomac. He's not going to leave a super church in Atlanta. Like, yeah, what's deadlock? It's not going to, yeah. It's um, just unfortunate. Well, we'll see. I wonder if there's any update on their relationship since. We should probably have done our, I could probably have looked that I up. I don't before, think there we'll is because this was fairly timely. It was fairly I mean, recent. It was just a wasn't couple it? weeks ago. Yeah. But um, who knows? We will check it out. Um, but but again, like for me, like what is even the point of her bringing that up? Like what is the point for Monique to bring that up? Like what does it explain about any of the situations that happened? Like it doesn't. I think it's... Well, and also she it's completely unrelated to her. Like turn up with receipts about Candace yeah. or about Ash... Not Ashley because she's on board with Ashley, but you know, right. somebody who you're really involved with, like who it, it just... It just looked like she was being messy for being messy's sake. And like, who ca- Like, who's going to... It's like bloody Bronwyn on yeah. Orange County. 
why are we going out of our way to, to dig into other people's business unless it's to fucking hurt them or bring them down? That's not I, a cool way to be living. I think the reason she did that was because they, you know, in their story, in their head, in Monique and Chris's head, the story that Monique or that Giselle brought up all the stuff about their kid and the rumors that she's the one that started it all. And it was this mastermind oh, yeah, plot. Yeah, of course. I feel like Monique brought receipts to further that story to deflect what actually happened. I think Monique is creating this web of lies. And I think she's doing it to lie to Chris too. Yeah. Be like, oh, well, these girls are saying all this stuff. Like you don't, you don't need to be embarrassed that I got in a fight on TV because these girls are trying to get our kid and you know, and I think that's what she's done. She's brought the baby into it and she's whipped Chris up into this frenzy to deflect from the fact that she's probably shagging her trainer and this yeah. baby might not be his. I don't know. I'm sure that's all allegedly. Yeah. Um, right. But you, there's nothing to believe. You don't know what to believe anymore. And I feel for Chris because I've always thought of Chris as kind of a very level-headed, I mean, probably a little bit controlling, but very level-headed, you know, kind of guy. Somebody who's kind as well, generally. Right. And yet you can just see that he would rather believe that this these women have come together to create this plot than actually his wife has behaved really abysmally. And right. it's just really sad to watch because Monique is, is gone. Like she's off, she's let, she's lost now. There's no coming back from where from where she is because she's yet to apologize. She's yet right. to be to acknowledge it. You know, she's still playing the victim throughout <sighs> the whole thing. It was you know, she's still looking in the looking at the footage and saying something different happened. Yeah. I mean, it shocked me when they played that footage back and she still swears that she sees this thing that never fucking happened, that nobody else has seen. I, I don't get it. Like, it's almost like, I mean, this, this may be like a weird parallel, but it's almost like these like really hardcore Trump supporters who truly believe the election was stolen, that like yeah. fraudulent shit went down because this one person is saying it is, but everybody else in the world are like, dude, no, this it's is delusional. It's delusional. And interestingly, she's even, she's even um, contradicting herself in real time because when yeah. we first see that footage, we see for the first time Giselle, who's next to her, push holding her backwards, her back. holding yeah. her back. And, you hear her as an aside say, I thought that was Candace. And then a little bit later on, I think Andy says, you know, Monique, did you think when Giselle's pushing you, did you think that that was Candace? She went, no, 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 yeah. no, I knew it wasn't. As if like that would prove that she was mistaken if she admitted right, it. Like, right, She is so lost in this lie. Yeah. And I think it all stems from trying to cover up some sort of transgression. Well, that, and I think this like huge desire to have to be this perfect ideal of woman, mother, whatever, like she cannot let that ideal go. Uh, if all she did was like, fuck, I lost my shit. I should not have done that to you. I'm so sorry. I've, that brought up a lot of issues for me and I'm working on them. That's all that had to happen. Yeah. And it's, and it's impossible for her to do that. Yeah, it's it is, never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And instead, it's this whole, this idea of this plot that they, 
both are absolutely invested in that all the women came together to create this story to bring them At down. Andy's baby None of it's true. Two and a half years ago. And it, it's all lies. And the reality is what we learn is that pe- these girls have known about these rumors f- for seasons and never said yeah. a thing. So if this was a plot, and Andy quite rightly points this out, if this was a plot, why is it not on the show? If this was their aim to bring you down, to humiliate right. you, to break you up, whatever it is, why are they plotting about it but not talk like not bringing it up on the show? What would be the point? Yeah, it was fascinating to me when they like showed the footage of Chris saying that <gasps> because I didn't even it didn't even click we didn't to me see the first that. time I watched no. it. Oh, it was unshown. Got it. Yeah. So ultimately, this masterminded plot was never brought up by the plotters. It was brought up by the people they were plotting against. It's 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 Oh, like I well, agree and with also, Andy. Like Andy was just like, we have fucking talked about this for two hours. Like yeah. it's done. <laughs> it did. But also, happen. you have to remember that when that happened with Giselle and it was being filmed, she wouldn't or he wouldn't have known at the time that it would become unseen footage. She was right. then working on the assumption that this was now potentially out there. Like and she was shocked he brought that up. Like you watched. She her was shocked. She was like, like, fuck. She's like, we haven't talked about this on purpose. You could see it was like, yeah. are we talking about this now? Because this is something we've known for years and we've never said a word. Right. I mean, it, it, he started that conversation. Yeah. And um, I'm with Andy. Like, I think that's all that we can say. I think that Monique is bringing him down and she just needs to get real and really open up and be honest about some shit because yeah. she's hiding some serious stuff. Well, then I think she needs to not be on a reality TV show. I feel like if you are hiding, you're like standing against those bulging closet doors to hold all that shit inside. You need to like take a step back. Well, and if and Chris I think- has all this money and you don't have to do this stuff, then don't. Take a step back. Fix yourself. Yeah, because how important is it that you're on a TV show versus how important is it that you and your marriage are strong and healthy? And I think... No matter what she's done or hasn't done, I do get the feeling that she's not okay. Like there is, I've said it throughout, I feel like there's been some sort of breakdown or maybe it's just this pressure that she puts on herself for being so perfect and all the rest of it. We've seen in previous seasons questions about her drinking and driving and, you know, I'm with you. I think, Monique, take a step back, take some time off, go be with your family, hang out, leave these women behind and just go and build back your trust and your family. Fuck yeah. Oh. It's crazy. That's what I think anyway. Yeah. Um So can we, we bring- talk about oh, yeah, sorry. Go. Can no, we go. talk about a notably missing husband from this reunion? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I found it. Although there was a couple sh- of missing ones. There were a couple missing ones, but I feel like when one causes as much shit as they do <laughs> in the final episode, I find it very suspect that they do not show to explain themselves. Uh, yeah, and I think um, I was torn with this because I felt the same. But then I thought yeah. he's never shied away from a fight before. Like he's never shied away from coming on and try- and defending right. himself in in arguably worse circumstances for Um, sure and i and i think he's a fame whore like i think he loves the camera so for me i was like is it just that he 
is ducking the conversation, I genuinely think maybe he couldn't make it. Because you know what he's like? He just loves to get right. on there and talk about part himself. Of me, part of me wonders. Now, this is... I, I just actually thought of this. Maybe this is Ashley's like power thing. Like you are not going to go up there. Like, you know how we said like she backed away from the post nump and she's been apologizing him for ages. Maybe she was like, look, after that shit show, I cannot get you out of it. Like you have got to stay home. Yeah. Like we have to sort something out for you because like, I can't do this. Maybe he's off the show. I mean, one could only hope. I, I mean, I really enjoyed the season not seeing, like, we had his drama in the beginning, and then largely, we did not see him, because he was not the heart of the drama, and that was actually really nice, because I cannot fucking stand this man. No, I mean, he makes my skin, he makes my skin crawl, um... But yeah, he wasn't there to explain himself. We never therefore got to the bottom of this kind of, this idea that he knew something about Juan that made him, I think it's bullshit too. I think it was jealousy because we all know that he's got a hard on for Juan. And I think he was just really irritated that Juan was kind of leaving the boys group a little bit and going into. And actually marrying his wife actually committed relationship because you know it's not very on brand for michael um but also that weird thing about him wanting to go to vegas just with juan for his stag do poor juan i just want to be like juan you need to find a safe space and get away from this man he needs a safety word like that he can just shout and produce like okay michael's getting too touchy we need to move in he's getting a little bit i'm sure they have one i'm sure sure they have one it'd be so fascinating to talk to like the real housewives of potomac production team yeah because of course new footage came up regarding michael c where we see him actually grab a producer's ass um yeah. on camera and he's and ashley again defends oh well they have that kind of relationship it's very jokey he calls michael daddy and andy's like well we spoke to him and he said it was absolutely not right. consensual it made him feel uncomfortable well they talked about it in the last reunion like yeah and I think Giselle they referred of it to again. It, like she? this was the incident that we were talking about, and that guy is not okay with it. And it did happen. Like I don't, I don't know what Ashley needs to see, to believe. Like I, I don't know. Like does she need to physically see him, like shagging somebody else? Yeah. I don't. Or know. does he need to see someone punching him out for sexual harassment? Like those dudes just need to punch him in the face. They do. I mean, They're I'm just, not about violence, but I am against, I am about violence against Michael. I think he's a sex pest <laughs> and he needs to be taken care of. Well, and also I'm really tired of this. It's just a joke argument. Yeah. Like it's not a defense. It's not about, it's not for you to decide what's funny and what's not funny. What's a joke and what's a no, not a joke. Even if you intended it as a joke, Michael, if it feels inappropriate, it is inappropriate. And you if, need to just fucking keep your hands off people. If somebody on production did that to Ashley without her permission, would it be a joke then? Well said, Kempton. Well fucking said. Uh, anyway, the husbands are out. Chris Chris Samuels is very angry. We've spoken a little bit yeah. about that. There's no love lost between him and Candace, And of course, him and Chris Bassett, their yeah. friendship is dead in the water as well. I have to say, I, I mean, I have a lot of time for Chris Bassett. I think he was absolutely shit-faced during this reunion, which Fuck, I, yeah, he was. I don't 100% blame <laughs> but him. it was but like a 12-hour reunion. I, mean, I know. By the end, I mean, it's, you would be That's hammered. the history books. Yeah, yeah, you would. Of course you would. And he, but, but here's what I love about Chris. 
I think he is ultimately very loyal to Candace. I think he does that perfect thing of publicly, he will stand up for her. Privately, he will tell her if he thinks that she's wrong. But he is the Candace whisperer. And I do love him because I feel like there's a real high emotional intelligence. I think he's very empathetic. And, yeah. you know, I think he would love to make it all right. But I also feel like he gets why it isn't. He's not going to force sure. Candace to accept boundaries she's not comfortable with. No, absolutely. And I thought it was really interesting because like um, Chris kind of came out where there's a blogger that I guess Monique and Chris support that like did all this dirt digging on him and his kids. And he wasn't going to bring it up until like they brought up the shit about their kid. And he's like, well, you know, it's a double standard because you're fine going below the belt when it comes to kids when it's not your kids. And I have a lot of time for him. I think he's a very sweet soul. I I feel like we have actually seen a lot of growth in Candace since they've been married and been out of her mom's house. I feel like she's really growing up a lot. And unfortunately, this fight has been a huge setback for her, as it would. I think if somebody assaulted me, I it, it would take a long time for me to get over that, um, especially when that person still refuses to apologize and still says it's your fault. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, so essentially... That's where we are. Oh, well, we did have, talking of husbands, let's finish up with the lovely Ray and Karen. Like, we haven't spoken a lot about Karen. I thought her nose looked a bit funny. I'm just going to say it. She also had this weird, like, clear bra that was there for a bit and then wasn't. And, like, the editing was weird on that. That bothered me. She's a funny old fish. She's just been a massive fence sitter all season. And I kind of can appreciate this. I'm not going to take sides. But I think when one of the sides has physically assaulted the other side, I feel like your position should be clearer. But that being said, her and Ray obviously went through the mill. It looks like they are coming out the other side because, of course, he announces that they're going to celebrate their 25th wedding anniversary by renewing their vows. I thought that was so sweet and obviously a surprise to her. And I think that was... that that was It's really lovely to see a man do that for his wife. Like surprise her and meet her halfway on all the stuff. I mean, I think I, I have really fallen in love with Ray this season. I think it's been nice to see him be a little bit more vulnerable. I like that we know a little bit more about their relationship than we ever have in the past. Um, I love drunk Karen. I wish drunk Karen was Karen all the time. Um, <laughs> but I agree with you. She has been playing sides and this whole thing. I mean, one thing we haven't touched on is like when Candace texted her to go to hell and she went to production and their bosses and said she felt threatened. I mean, girlfriend, I tell people to go to hell all the time. And that she needed psychiatric help. Like this is the thing with Karen. Like I think that she's very conniving. And I think if she gets something in her head, she connives and manipulates and wants to get rid of somebody. And I feel like it's this feeling of entitlement. Like I can make this happen. And you do see that with Karen a lot. Um, But you know, they're one of those couples that I think it's probably a good thing that they're just with each other. Like for sure. (laughs) They keep each other other off the the market. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And I think Karen off the streets is a really good thing. Uh, So they're going to get married. Yeah. I think the same with Chris and Monique too, to be really honest. Yeah. Like I have a lot more time for Chris than I do for Monique because I think he's being hoodwinked, but also they keep each other off the streets. So true story. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have Ray and uh, 
Karen renewing their vows next year. We're, of course, going to have Robin and Juan. Uh, Robin came under some fire from Chris Samuels as well for things that I can't even really remember or care about because I like Robin. I think it was the master plot. I think it was the same thing as with Giselle. Like, it's just stupid and ridiculous. I I don't... I don't know. I don't understand people who look for problems where there are none. No, I agree. Maybe we'll have a baby with Candace and Chris, although I do feel like she's not... She really, I think that that really hit her hard psychologically. And I think it's easy to kind of laugh and go, it was only just a, you know, reality TV fight. But actually that looked, it was frightening. And it's up to those people to decide, it's up to her to decide how she deals with it. So maybe she's not quite in the place for a pregnancy yet. Yeah, probably not. Um, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. God, I hope Wendy's back. I hope that. Me too. I hope they're all, but I mean, I, I could do without Monique to be Me frank. Too. I think she need I think she needs to be replaced, but I'd like to see all the ladies back. I'd like to see where they go. I want to see where Giselle goes with all of this and how everybody comes out the other side of Corona. What's fascinated me is this is this entire season has only been like one or two less than Atlanta last year and didn't feel it at all. I could easily watch more of this season. It was wonderful. And I, I honestly think this is one of my favorite franchises of the housewives because I feel like they they haven't let it go to their heads like I yeah. they're still real and I still I really appreciate that so I 100% agree so we'll see next time hopefully we'll get them all back maybe minus Monique maybe with a new cast member that might be yeah. nice to inject a little bit of new 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 blood into it um but for now, remember, you can always get in touch with us on all our various social media platforms, yes. Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to join the Facebook group, that's where you can anonymously indulge in all your reality TV addictions without judgment. Um, for sure. And of course, we put please, different stuff up there. We do. As well. And of course, please, 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 please rate and review um, on, well, wherever you listen to your, I, your podcast, but Apple would be great. That's probably the one that means the most. I think it's the only one you can. So anyways, in the uh, meantime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was thinking of two been out of this so long. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know what to say. <laughs> I fucked it up. I'll tell you what, what, was, what I was going to say is if you've got anything to comment on what we've said today, then please feel free to email us at hey at tvmyhusbandhates.com. Um, and remember. It's, it's there. Our email address is there. <laughs> oh, And remember, (laughs) smart people watch reality TV too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. The music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.